0: Combin on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now let's get started! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you back, tuned into another great episode of my podcast show. Here is your host, Anne, and I'm happy to be here for you, share my knowledge, and help you throughout your social media journey. Before we get down to our today's topic, I want to say thanks to all people who are subscribed to this podcast and those who are still not. Just do it right now. We are going to rock it together on social media. So, if you are a marketer or an entrepreneur you've probably heard about the concept of brand positioning and brand purpose but if you feel like these concepts remain too abstract and unclear then this episode is for you today i'm talking to trevor who is going to define the concept with simple words and show you how to use it to create a powerful brand so hello trevor happy to be here today
1: hey i'm good how are you doing today
0: I'm fine. So could you please tell me and my audience about yourself and what you do a bit more?
1: Yeah, so um, so my name is Trevor Grimes. Um, I'm the uh, media marketing specialist for a company in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, there's a uh, security clearance and military contracts involved, so I can't tell you the name of the company, um, But I but I create their marketing plans and strategies to sell uh, training programs that they develop, and I manage the day to day marketing strategy. Um, on top of that, I do freelance digital marketing and even um, freelance design for a few of my uh, a few of my clients. It's not like I don't open it up to everybody, but there are a few people that I still do design work for.
0: Oh, that's cool! And have you ever worked on brand positioning?
1: yeah so every client that I work with uh has to nail down their positioning, and how I define it is you know it's how your brand is distinguished from the products of the competitors so if you you know you're out there selling the same thing that a thousand other people are selling, how are you going to stand out you know among everybody else? A lot of businesses, old and new businesses you know they go too broad with their position and they say things like five-star service. We provide excellent service, 100% rated whatever. And you know, anybody can say that and every business does say that. So it's kind of meaningless and and cliche now. Like there's a local realtor with tons of uh, billboards that say we promise five-star service. And I'm like, okay, anybody can promise that, but tell me why I should actually buy from you. Um, So the, really the telling people, Why, I guess, you know, it it goes deeper than just that definition, but just the broad definition is, you know, tell somebody exactly why they should buy from you. Five-star service, excellent service. That, That doesn't mean anything to anybody. You know, tell me why I should choose you over a competitor with the same product.
0: Yeah. Okay. So a brand positioning strategy, therefore, involves creating brand associations in customers' minds to make them perceive the brand in some specific way, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, like for example, um, I worked with a yoga teacher, and their website said something like uh, "ascend to a heightened state of mind," and that's just really kind of confusing. It doesn't doesn't really mean anything, you know. And I was wondering, you know, how do you expect to get new members when that's the position you have? you know, because it sounds, they don't really know what that means. And it kind of sounds a little scary. I don't know what ascending to a heightened state of mind really means, you know, so why not instead of your messaging, let's talk about how starting out your day with yoga gives you a clear mind and an unsegmented attention for the rest of the day. You know, we're all like our attention is divided across all different devices and all these different things. And people are asking us all these things to do. So what about if you positioned your brand and your company in your yoga classes as something that would give us a clear mind for the day and unsegmented, you know, um, attention. It wouldn't distract us anymore or talk about shoulder and neck pain relief, talk about having better posture, give them something to aspire to become, give them a clear vision of success. You know, otherwise they will be confused and choose someone else. You know, I think giving people that clear vision of success is the ultimate goal of your positioning it should be you should be giving people a clear vision of success for them and and what it will look like working with you and how they will get that success
0: yeah absolutely effective brand positioning can be referred as the extent to which a brand is perceived as favorable different and credible in consumers minds yeah
1: yeah for sure
0: Although it all seems to be pretty easy when you speak about that, but in reality, I'm sure it's pretty hard to find this powerful brand positioning to find the right words because it requires lots of creativity, deep understanding of your niche and target audience and all of these things. So how to find a powerful brand positioning
1: So again, I think if you can focus on if you can focus on what clear success looks like for your customers. And and again, you may have the same uh, idea of success as your competitor does, but it's all about how, how you say it um, and how you, you know, sort of um, position yourself as uh, somebody who can, who can help your customer achieve success. If we just always talk about how our customers can reach success with our company, and that's the only thing that we talk about. You know, we can talk about all other things and and try to do all these other things, but at just the bare bones of it, if you can just continually tell your customers how they will reach success with your company or with you, uh, everybody is going to know what you do, what you stand for. Your position is solid. You know, people aren't going to question anything; they're going to know exactly what you provide uh, and, and what they aspire to become by working with you
0: okay and can you provide some real life examples of a great and powerful brand positioning maybe you have some brand that really impresses you
1: yeah so i use i've used this example before but um in other interviews and stuff but during the the, the pandemic during you know covid19 going on this particular brand has really been one of those that has uh highly impressed me with how they have positioned themselves and they've They've held strong throughout everything, you know, with everything else going on. So, uh, like, you know, I want to say, you know, I want you to have, uh, you know, I want to have the success that this person's selling it is what, you know, you want your your clients to say. Um, So, like, Gatorade is a really great example. Like, yes, they deliver a functional product. Gatorade provides hydration before and during strenuous exercise and they rehydrate you after that exercise. But what people are wanting from this brand is the aspirational identity. Gatorade has filled their ads with star athletes performing at their highest output and what the commercials make you believe is that if you drink Gatorade, you will you will become that athlete, right? You will become as good as that athlete. You you're you're performance will go up you know your your everything will go up you'll become more like that athlete and and so as a non-athletic person or someone who just wants to become more athletic they go and get <laughs> Gatorade and then you know she feels like a star athlete now performing at her highest output you know now that she's got this she aspired to be what Gatorade provided which was to look and feel like an athlete. And during the quarantine, like they've been killing it. They've put out multiple at-home training programs every week from professional trainers and athletes. And they've let you know exactly what they're positioning themselves as. They want you to become a better athlete, even during times when gyms are closed. And they've provided everything you needed to do that. You know, they've provided all the tools to become a better athlete. And at the end, you're going to go grab Gatorade. At the end to rehydrate or to fuel yourself afterwards, you know, and even if you didn't work out today, like just drinking a Gatorade makes you feel mm. more athletic, you know, makes you feel like there's something better about drinking a Gatorade than drinking something else. So I think yeah. that's, a, that's been an extremely powerful. I mean, they've had, you know, many years to build this, but it's always been the same thing. Even the oldest Gatorade ads were people uh, outperforming, you know, becoming great athletes and Gatorade makes you think it's because of them. And that's what you want to become. And that's what they've done.
0: Yeah, that's really great example. And that's really impressive. And now on the flip side, we have brand purpose. So sometimes people say, uh, is there a certain difference between these terms? Wait, really? And I say, yes, there is a certain difference. So how do you see this difference? And what is brand purpose from your point of view?
1: Well, so I'm kind of interested. I, I, if you can give me a quick definition of what yours is, because I was kind of reading up on this before, and I was like, I feel like if you're just if you're just starting out in your in um, your trying to read all these things, it can almost seem like it becomes the same thing in a way. Uh, so I want to know, like, like what do you like? Per- you may have talked about this before in another podcast, so I don't want you to like repeat yourself entirely. But if you have like a quick definition, I'm I'm just interested in like how you view like purpose versus positioning.
0: So from my point of view, actually, it's very short. Brand purpose, it's about going deep and not about going wide. So that's what's brand purpose is for me.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so, yes. So I think, like, you know, to me, the let's say the Black Purpose, it's it's kind of like what I just call like the one-liner with my clients when I work with them. You know, it's a part of your mission statement. Your mission statement is this overreaching thing that sort of guides everybody, you know, that's under your uh, umbrella or just you or, you know, whoever. Um, But, and so what I think about... The mission statement. Um, I'm sorry, the one-liner, or that is the actual brand purpose. It's just one or two sentences that you can say when you meet somebody new, you can use it as your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn Bio, whatever. But it lets everyone know exactly what your brand stands for. So, like you said, you know, we want to go deeper and not wider. So, um, so for me, like creating a one-liner. And this ends up being the brand purpose because it guides everything that you do as you're positioning yourself. I think you need to have a purpose to position yourself. Uh, But we start by stating the problem or the pain point that most of your clients face. So like for me, um, most business leaders struggle to talk about what they do. I think this (laughs) is good for this entire podcast because this is kind of what we're talking about is how people can struggle to talk about what they're doing. Right. Uh, Because maybe they don't know how to or they keep saying that they provide five-star service. And again, that means nothing. So most business leaders struggle to talk about what they do. So next, we're going to talk about the solution to that problem. So I've created a communication framework that helps people clarify their message. And then we're going to talk about the success. We're going to really ramp up the success. As I said in the beginning, if we just focus on the success, people will understand what we do. So I want to clearly explain how my customer will feel after I've solved the problem. So when you Mm -hmm. clarify your message... Uh, Word starts to spread about your company. Customers engage more and your business grows. So altogether, my purpose would be, you know, most business leaders struggle to talk about what they do. I've created a communication framework that helps people clarify their message. And when you clarify your message, word starts to spread about your company. Customers engage more and your business grows. So that is my purpose is to give people something that they can take and they can put it into their business plug it into their business and they can watch their business grow. From there they need to position themselves around that purpose. You know, we shouldn't if it's a nonprofit, you know, they may have a different purpose which will be uh you know, providing aid for people or helping people in some way, but their position should always be this is for my purpose, like this is for my purpose. So that's sort of how I define purpose. I think if you if you think about it too much or you try and read everything on the internet and try to put it all together, it, it you sort of get the curse of knowledge where you kind of know everything and yeah. you don't know how to actually apply it. And so I think taking this and sort of, you know, wh- whatever word you want to use to define your purpose, your your guiding, you know, light, your one-liner, as I say, it's just one-liner because it's the, it's what I can say and everybody knows what I do right away. It, it defines everything. I, I think like, you know, you just kind of need to not focus too much on what everybody else is saying and just know that you need to have something that tells people what you do and the success they have from working with you and just uh, go out there and put it out there and make sure everything you do aligns with that. So that's kind of how I feel about purpose versus positioning.
0: So yeah, I got you. And when you think about it, so about brand purpose and brand positioning, I think that brand purpose has an immense amount of play in your brand's positioning. And in most cases, purpose comes before positioning. And some marketers believe that brand positioning a uh, brand purpose, and sorry, outplays positioning. So what is your opinion about that?
1: Um, it, Again, this is one of those things that I think you see something that... that that works kind of for everybody. And then there's this one player who it just, they don't do the normal and it works, you know, somehow it works. <laughs> for them. So I, I think it really depends on, again, going back to what is, you know, what is your purpose? What is the guiding light for the rest of your brand? So again, if you are a, um, you know, if you're a, uh, like a nonprofit and you're helping, um, save s- somebody, you know, I don't know, maybe there's, um, trying to help people, trying to get, wa- how about this, trying to get clean water to people in other countries who don't have clean water. And that's sort of your position. That's your purpose. You know, it, it can sort of go either way because as long as you are living your purpose through your positioning, then you're fine. You know, you're, people know what you're doing, but if you're, if your positioning suddenly changes and you're no longer providing water, now you're trying to I don't know. You're trying to sell a product that has nothing that doesn't come back to that. You're trying to sell a product for profit that doesn't supply money to the people who need it. Then that's where you know things sort of go sideways. Um, Same as if you're just a person who you know you're a company that sells um, that sells a product, and suddenly you jump on whatever bandwagon it is that you know this week whatever's going on in the world, and you're like, you know, we suddenly support this thing. And then in two weeks when everybody's forgotten about it, you no longer support that thing. You've gone back to just selling your product and you're not, you know, not doing that anymore. It definitely, uh, it definitely puts everything off balance. I feel like, you know, if you're, if you're going to be a brand that is going to have a purpose where you, um, you're going to do something better for somebody, you know, if you're going to donate money or you're going to provide something, you should continually keep that as part of your positioning, you know, otherwise, you're, you're going to go, you've got part of your business that's a charity, but only when it benefits you. You're only a charity when something goes bad in the world. You're not continually doing something. It, it sort of starts to look like you're, you know, it, it's really good and, and and people like it at that point. But when you go back, it's kind of like, you know, you don't really care about these things. You're just doing it to get more make more sales and make yourself look good at that point. You know, I think it's important to do those kind of things, you know, keep up with the world. And if you have the position to help people in the world, you should, but if you're only doing it when something comes around or something, you know, and you're not clear on why you only want to help this particular group of people and not this group of people, then, you know, again, you're, it's sort of, it sort of gets off balance and you just look like, you're just one of those people who's going to jump on this bandwagon, help this person today. And then next week you're going back to only caring about your company and, and how, you know, how you're going to do that. So, um, you know, you have to just make sure that whichever thing that you're guiding, that you're using as your guiding principle for your brand, you continually do that. And of course this is getting like more often to larger brands and stuff like that. I know this is, this podcast is sort of aimed at smaller businesses on social media, but there could be large businesses who are trying to get themselves on social media And they think, and they want to jump on some kind of bandwagon and and hopefully that'll let you know, like, maybe we shouldn't do that unless we're going to continually provide this particular, um, help for these people or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. So early at the beginning, you said that some brands or some businesses just do not understand their brand positioning, brand purpose, and it's hard for them to say what they're doing and why they're doing this. So how understanding of brand positioning and brand purpose can affect the business? So can it alone make it grow and flourish? And on the contrary, so if there is a kind of absence of this understanding, can it alone destroy your business?
1: Um, I think so. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say it'll necessarily destroy your business, but I think it'll definitely keep you from growing. Um, I worked before I'm, you know, in the last few years before I sort of got to where I'm now, I worked with a lot of smaller businesses who, who couldn't, um, sort of escape the small town customers they had. You know, they couldn't grow beyond just the, the regular customers they had and they really wanted to. And it was kind of like, Okay, so you know what, what you know, what is the aspirational identity that you're providing? You know, what are you? Uh, what is the success for people? And it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're just we're just good people, and we give fair prices and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like that's, but that's what everybody does. So with again, if if you're not, if you don't have a clear purpose, a clear, you know, something that you provide, even though you provide the same thing as somebody else, you know, you you have to be clear on what you actually provide and why you're better because people will cling to products and services that they understand the quickest not necessarily the best product or services but uh for example like i I have an iphone i use all apple products i think we can all they're probably not the best you know uh but i understand them the quickest and they're just everything makes sense and i want to go for that but some people want to go for android and that's fine androids are probably better in some way pcs are probably better in a lot of ways Uh, but you know that that's you kind of have to be the person that's like wants to go against the grain to use a PC or use a, a an Android, but I but most people understand Apple the quickest and the easiest, and that's why they're you know one of the largest companies, not just tech companies, but just one of the largest companies because um, people understand what they're they you know they understand the aspirational identity and their commercials. They don't talk about the specs of anything. They don't tell you about like how much space it has and how much all this has, they, they just create something like that. Their commercials or people taking pictures and the pictures look really great. And you're like, I want to take pictures like that. I better buy the newest iPhone, right? They're not talking about all these other things. So same with, you know, going go back to the small business example. If you're not doing something that communicates what you do the best and the easiest, then they're going to go to another, they're going to go to somebody that's larger, you know? um, And, and so going back to your question, if you don't have those things, yes, it can definitely, it'll either stall your business or it could completely, you know, shut you out. Um, you know, nothing wrong with small businesses and small towns, but eventually if you want to grow beyond just your small town, you know, you've got to position yourself, you've got to, um, have a purpose that that is bigger than just that small town, you know. Uh, eventually, people are not going to know you anymore in that small town, and your business is going to shut down. You know, you've got to have something that's going to, you've got to create success for people, and they will understand that, and it'll grow. So, yeah. So, understanding brand position and, and purpose definitely can help it grow and flourish. Um, and I think as long as you focus on, uh, you know, what is the problem that I solve. What does success look like for my customers and how can they get this solution? Those three things. I mean, you can base everything around that and that's all you ever have to know. You know, that's all you ever have to do. Uh, people can spend a lot of time getting too too much into how things can, can be said and, and trying to be cute and funny. And, and sometimes it doesn't work. You know, sometimes you just need to be just bare bones minimum and say, hey, this is what I do. This is what your life will look like after you have this. And here's how you get it. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with what you said. And you know, I think nowadays the best way to reach the audience to say them the message you want them to say is throughout social media. So, yeah. maybe you have some favorite brand or just you know a brand that is doing it absolutely right. So, brand positioning and brand purpose, maybe you know some examples of it on social.
1: Uh, so yeah, so definitely, uh, Gatorade again, going back to them, th- their, um, their thing is, um, you know, their social media is really good. Like I mentioned before, uh, and there's actually a really cool, um, there's a, a small restaurant in, uh, Nashville, um, called, uh, it's called Biscuit Love and I really like their, um, I don't know. Their their stuff is just really cool. Um, just because they they've created, I think, like for restaurants to survive really well on social media, you have to make your restaurant look uh, like a place you want to go to. I think that's the biggest. Like that's the biggest. The biggest thing is is uh, you know, you go to some restaurants, social medias and and they're just like post, you know, like yeah, mm-hmm. of course, like post the specials when you have a special and stuff like this. But that's kind of all they're posting. It's just you just look on there and they've only posted on Thursday, Fridays and Saturdays. Cause that's the, and there's nothing in between, you know, there's no stories, there's no anything at all. And uh, biscuit love does a really good job of, uh, you know, making it look like a place you really want to go to, you know, really highlighting um, of course the food, but of all, but also the people and the things that are around that area. So you're not only showcasing what's in your restaurant, you're showcasing what is around uh, so when people come there, they want to check out all these things and they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, Biscuit loves right there. Like, let's go yeah. to that area. Let's see all the cool things. Um, and um, and I'd actually worked with a small um, uh, coffee shop where I used to live. And that was sort of the thing we focused on. I was like, how can we make people want to come to the coffee shop? Like, what can we do? And so like, one of the biggest things that that really worked was. Every Friday, they did like a customer spotlight where they would interview a customer that came to the coffee shop and ask them, you know, like, why do you come here? Like, you know, what, what's your favorite coffee? All these other things. And so people started coming there because it was like they were reading what made that coffee shop so good because other people were telling it. And, your, you know, your customers' testimonials are extremely uh, helpful. Yeah. And so every Friday you would see that this is why this person comes there every day or every Friday or every whatever day. And you're like, ah, I've never been there before. Like I want to go there or I should go there more often. And you go there and you start feeling, you know, the, the atmosphere is already set up and now you really want to go there. And, and so, uh, those, those two Gatorade and, and biscuit love are both really great, um, places. I think have done really great job of making their, um, their brand really stand out, um, having good position. Uh, again, going back to Caterade, all the things that they've done during this time, giving you the home workouts, I think are really cool. And then, of course, Biscuit Love, just being able to showcase their restaurant and why it's so much fun to be there, why, it's, why you want to go there, and then and then the surrounding area of why you want to visit that entire area. It just does it is really good. Um, it's it's uh you know I definitely wanted to go there. I think another good one. I don't know. Uh, I think it, it's in California. They do a really good job too. I think it's called, uh, hold on. I want to look it up. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I think it's called, uh, hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to let it load. I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing. Cause I don't want to say the wrong thing, but um, mm. uh, is this it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to say it or if I can say this and you can edit it out, but it's called egg slut. And uh, it is a it is a place in California that serves breakfast food, um, you know, burgers and and omelets and stuff like that. But they do that. They do the same thing. It's very much like, yeah, you want to go there and check it out. Of course, like the name is a little bit interesting. So that kind of helps. But, uh, you know, they they position themselves as, um, you know, if you want to go and eat there, then you're you're an egg slut, you know. So that's just kind of (laughs) the, you know they've sort of created a moniker for their customers, you know? Uh, And so again, that's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, just find, find some way that makes your customers want to be a part of what you're providing is that thing. That's the biggest takeaway from all the, all the peaks and valleys I just went through. That's the biggest thing is just do something that makes people want to be a part of what you're doing
0: you know yeah yeah so actually uh when i was hosting one of my webinars uh, some of my audience some 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 people asked me what to post if i'm a cafe owner or if i'm a bar owner so i said just do not post just the drinks or the dishes that you are serving just, just it's better to post people that are enjoying your uh, enjoying staying there like they're dancing they're smoking they're drinking they're smiles their emotions and so on of course everybody can come and see the dishes and drinks uh, themselves so it's better to to show them emotions
1: yeah yeah that's a totally that's that's the best thing to do i mean if you know that there's a bar or a cafe or something local to you and you go look and, and on their Facebook or whatever, it's just their specials every Friday and Saturday. You're like, okay, but I mean, what is it? You know, I don't really care about that. It's it's about the atmosphere. You know, maybe I'll go there if I just need to grab a coffee real quick, but I'm not going to stay there because there's nothing, you know, I'm not going to stay and hang out long because there's nothing that's really drawing me in. But like you said, like show the, show the customers having fun, show people dancing and, and doing what you do at that place, you know? And, um, yeah, have have people, you know, like all of the apps now have video capabilities. Make a video of everybody having like, and somebody sitting sitting at home on a Friday night, and they didn't want to go out, and they go through their stories, and they say everybody at this bar having fun, and you're like, guess I'm going out now. Like, it just on. you know, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, same same with like you know, working out and stuff. Like, it's sometimes it's hard to get up and go, uh, but if I see a video of somebody working out, I'm like. I kind of want to go now. I'm kind of motivated to go. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> something that motivates me to come to your store, come to your place, it's a it's a huge win if you can if you can implement that into your social media.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, Trevor, how can my listeners learn more about you and what you offer?
1: So, uh, the best the best thing is just to follow me on Instagram right now. Uh, it's just the Trevor Grimes. There's no spaces or anything. Uh, I am a little bit behind on everything. I've actually been. Uh, I had started uh, revamping my website and everything in January, and then sort of all this craziness happened, and I've been behind. I've actually been a lot busier than normal uh, with other people and stuff like that. So I am working on um, a like an event for uh, email uh, to help people build email um, email lists and gain new clients that way. So that is something I'm working on. So if you go follow me on there, you you'll you'll know when I actually launch that. I've been working on it for a few weeks and I just keep getting behind because there's having to help other people do other things. But, um, so I'm working on that. So that's, that's something that I want to help everybody do because, uh, during this time, I think email is such a strong way to reach people. And I want to, and a lot of people don't understand, like, they don't know what to post, like what to send out to their email list. They don't know what people care about. They don't know how to turn it into sales. And that's something that I really want to work on is helping people bridge the gap between getting an email. List, You know, building the actual list and then sending out things to people where they don't unsubscribe and they actually do end up buying from you or at least sticking around in the end. So that's something I'm currently working on. So if you follow me at uh, the Trevor Grimes on Instagram, you will know when that sort of goes live. I will start promoting it a few weeks before it actually goes live. So you'll actually know, you know, when it's when it's coming up.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. And my last question: What would you, what message would you like to leave my listeners with? Maybe you have kind of motto.
1: Oh man, um, so I mean, the, the thing that I always say is is uh, again just just tell me uh, what you do, where can I get it, and what will my life will look like afterwards. That's it. I think that's the thing. <laughs> when you go make an Instagram post later. Read those, read those three things, and see if you're telling those three things. If you're not, then throw everything out that isn't that. If you're gonna make a Facebook post later, go through those three things. If you're trying to tell your customer something, make sure that they know what you're, you know, what you're selling, where, what your life looks like after it, and can you, uh, how can you get it? Those are the three things. That's my entire life. That's all I want to know. So,
0: yeah, thank, with, same, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much for coming and sharing these valuable insights.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.